0: This is fundraising radio, and today is a guest speak. We have Richwick Carvey, angel investor, member at Pipeline Angels, and also a CTO at Time Study. So in this episode, we'll mainly talk about angel investing, angel investing during coronavirus, and also Pipeline Angels, what it is, what it does, what does it invest in, and of course we'll talk about Rishwe's personal investment preferences. So Rishwe, let's kick off by you giving us some background on yourself and on Pipeline Angels.
1: Um, Hi Constantine. thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. Um, So um, my name is Rishwe Kavri and I am a technologist, uh, basically a computer science engineer. And I've spent the past two decades in management consulting and financial services industry. Um, in 2011, I did attempt to start, um, I founded a startup, Bloom Drop, which was a marketplace for the floral industry. Uh, the vision was to build a vertical solution that provides um, a tech enabled ecosystem for florists that supports. Um, from sourcing to delivery, from order-taking to payment. Um, anyways, after spending about two years on it, I had to shut it down and went back to banking. And in um, 2017, there are two key events that happened in my life that kind of led me to being an angel investor today, um, where I invest, invest my personal capital in women-founded startups. Um, So professionally at that time, I was tapped to join a small team of super motivated individuals to build and launch a private credit fund. Uh, This opportunity kind of rekindled uh, my entrepreneurial spirit and the experience and the learning was phenomenal. It, I, I kind of walked away from it learning that when three things align, which is like great vision, excellent execution, and access to capital, the time to market is short, and the odds of launching a very success, successful product is like very high. Um, and on my personal front, a very good friend of mine introduced me to Pipeline Angels. Um, And Pipeline, for for those who don't know about Pipeline Angels, the mission um, is to change the face of angel investing and, and at Pipeline, I learned how to evaluate and invest in early stage startups.
0: So let's move on. Uh, my first question here was about private credit fund. Let's go a little bit more in depth into this topic. What exactly does it do, and how is it different from a uh, regular venture fund or a revenue-based fund?
1: So um, let 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 me try to kind of separate the private and the credit. Right. So when we say credit, basically it is you have access to capital and you pay interest on that capital right so the simplest example would be as a, as a person like you know uh, one would go to a bank to get a mortgage to buy a house now when you take the same example and you kind of say when uh, you know a small company or a medium sized company needs access to capital and it's not very easy, especially after the whole uh, financial crisis for them to kind of get money uh, from a bank or or even they can't they, they won't be able to kind of put a bond in the stock exchange or something like that. Right. So. Um, more so what the asset managers did is they kind of came up came created a product called private credit where private investors will put their personal credit and then um, that money is lent to uh, these small or medium-sized organizations. And in turn, the investors get a pretty good return on their investment. Of course, there's high risk like anything else, but um, it is one of those high risk, high rewards kind of a product.
0: Got it. So it's pretty similar to a revenue based fund. And by the way, for those who don't know what that is, I'm not going to go in depth into the explaining, but there are a bunch of great interviews that I made with uh, several uh, revenue based fund managers. So definitely take a look. And you know, if you uh, just, just search revenue based funds on Fundraising Radio, but let's move on. And the next thing that I would like to go into is your personal investments so how how actively basically do you invest both as an angel investor as an individual angel investor and as a member of pipeline angels
1: um so i typically do two to four um investments in a year and i usually um invest in women or uh, femme founded investors i mean uh, femme founded uh, founders
0: mm mm-hmm. Both as a uh, how, so I'm curious uh, when when a person is a member of an angel group. I imagine that most of the investments are done through that angel group, or is it different with you?
1: So not necessarily. So uh, I initially my first few investments were through pipeline as an angel group, and then you meet a lot of like like-minded people who want to invest together. So I do have investments which are outside of um, of Pipeline Angel. So basically, you just need to find your tribe who kind of believe in um, investing with similar um, founders.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. I like how you call it tribe. <laughs> That's nice, a <laughs> nice, uh, nice way of calling it. But let's talk about what you like to invest in. So I know that Pipeline Angels basically focuses heavily on female founders and, you know, and uh, changing the whole landscape of angel investing, which I respect heavily. But personally, what do you like to invest in? So is there a field that you really like to cover or some specific like very niche topic that you like to invest in?
1: I like to invest in tech companies. I'm agnostic of the vertical. The only thing is that I need to understand what is the problem that they're trying to solve. if it is if it is complex and I don't understand it, then I don't invest in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's a frequent metric, I guess, and that does <laughs> metric that does make a lot of sense indeed. So are you the the next question that I generally ask, I mean, that I get a lot from my listeners is, so I'm located in a small town in the US, but not, you know, not West coast, nor East coast. I'm somewhere in between those two. Can I, should I just move to a big city like San Francisco, Los Angeles, or New York to raise money? So my question is really, are you trying to invest locally or are you investing across the whole United States?
1: I invest across the United States. I think um, my advice to founders who are not in the coast or um, major cities would be just um, find either angel groups or accelerators or uh, pitch competitions which are in the city. So all you need to do is just travel for the pitch competition and you'll have access to uh, angels.
0: Right. That's absolutely right. And that's Perfect advice, really. You do not need to go super far, you know, to New York to get to a pitch competition. And especially now that everything is online, you don't really need to get out of your house <laughs> yeah. to do that. So that's great. That's great. Now let's talk about sourcing deals. So you mentioned pitch competitions. Do you find a lot of your deals on those pitch competitions, or do you get most of the deals from Pipeline Angels and your personal network?
1: And um, so I would say it is at least so far, it's been three things, right? So one is Pipeline Angels. The second one is the personal contacts. Like I said, like, you know, you have your own tribe and then somebody finds this company, they're like, I love it, Uh, you know, thinking of investing in it. um, Would you want to kind of be a part of the due diligence? And then like, usually the way it works is you'll have experts in like technology and finance and marketing in this group and then we kind of raise our hands depending on how much time you have to do due diligence. Um, So the second way and then the third is it's uh, lately I've been receiving a lot of like LinkedIn requests from founders who are kind of interested to pitch their idea. So again the way I look at it for the founders who reach out directly you know, I, I meet with them kind of hear what they have. And if I think that, uh, you know, that is something of interest, I bring it back to my personal network and kind of see what they have to say.
0: Mm -hmm. Understood. So now let's talk about the topic that basically everyone's talking about, which is investing during the pandemic, things are getting slowly better now, but what do you think about this? How is. How are Pipeline Angels looking? Are they still actively investing even during this uncertain times, or are they waiting for things to clear even more?
1: And so like any anybody, right? I mean, even so it basically everybody paused for a little bit. Um, So I would say March was the month for pause and kind of getting back and saying, okay, if this were to continue, how do we kind of pivot to do this um, virtually? So pipeline had a pitch summit virtually. I want to say in April, Um, and then again, investors, everybody, like like you mentioned, logged in um, uh, virtually and kind of listened to the pitches. And then um, and pipeline also created an initiative which is called Brilliant Black Founders, uh, where they showcased seven. Um, black founders who are actually raising and that was a separate initiative. So two things, um, from pipeline, one was a virtual pitch summit. And the second one was, uh, a separate initiative called brilliant black
0: founders. Mm-hmm. Got it. Understood. So let's move on to the advice for founders who are trying to raise right now, what should they do like. Right now, if they can't just can't bootstrap for five or you know seven more months until the pandemic is over, what's what would you recommend them? Um,
1: I think the first thing I would kind of say is if they have already raised, go back to the in, the initial investors because a lot of investors, including myself, um, we always kind of uh, go back. We 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 write a check to the companies that you've always already invested in. Um, so go back to your original investors. If you have not, in, if you don't have investors, then just see how you can kind of cut costs and focus on what is the most important component. So for example, if it's a tech solution, like cut your marketing budget, right? Focus on building that uh, the, the application, make it use this time because there's no client noise there's nothing you're not fundraising so it just gives you enough time to focus on the things that you can do without um meeting with other people
0: Mm -hmm. right 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 and here we're going back to the topic of your personal investing preference so what do you like to see on the pitch deck? So those companies, let's say they're feeding your criteria and what is that that you're really looking for on the pitch deck?
1: Um, Mostly for me, it is like how how well does the founder understand the problem, right? Can they articulate the problem well and what they're solving for? And when I say what they're solving for, it should kind of uh, also include like what is the market size that they are targeting or they're hoping? Right. Um, the second one I would say is basically kind of saying how are you using this money? Uh, I is it and kind of I would like to see a milestone based. Like in the example that I gave you, if you're basically going to say I need this money right now to build my mobile product, that's great. Is it is still mm-hmm. focused on the milestone, so that's a win. for um, for the founder. Then the third thing, and I think the most important thing that I would say is the team. Um, And I would like to see at least one or two strong members on the team in addition to the founder. So the way I look at it is the founder is the visionary, and they have the vision they have the strategy and they are also tasked with like fundraising and potentially like sales and all of those cool things that involves bringing in money right now we do need at least one person back in the office who is actually getting things done right so the key for me is to make sure that there is a solid team that is backing the founder, and the team can actually bring the company to 10x.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That's standard thing. That's exactly, I mean, the team is probably the most essential thing that you have to have, especially at the early stages where you're talking to Angel. So you're completely right here. I kind of want to go a little bit right. more in depth into the team. One question that I get frequently is from solo founders. So question is, you know, I'm early stage. I didn't really take my time to find a co-founder yet. I don't really need a co-founder at this point. How should I, can I still talk to investors or is it like a complete deal breaker?
1: I would say you can absolutely talk to investors. Uh, I don't think it is going to stop you. It's going to stop investors from investing in the company because, again, like, this is my preference. I need to see a visionary and I need to see an operator before I put my money in. Does not mean that I have not mm-hmm. uh, put money in single founders. I have. Um, so there are always exceptions to the rules, right? Sometimes you connect so well with the founder, then, you know, you just kind of believe in, in them in their vision and you invest. So uh, to answer the question, I would say absolutely, even if you're a solo founder, um, go ahead, make your pitch, but do not forget to kind of find that uh, the right, the, the right hand person who is empowered to help you build that business
0: absolutely and could you recommend any tools or services or places where to seek for those founders so my personal recommendation would be hackathons and stuff like that if you're looking specifically for a you know a technical founder i think those are great places but what other uh, you know resources would you recommend
1: a um, couple of things right like for me like i have actually seen founders um some yeah, So one could be a pitch competition. There is somebody else who has a great idea, right? Uh, But they are technically very strong, maybe not super strong from the business strategy vision. Now, not all uh, companies get to be successful. So maybe you could meet somebody in your accelerator, in your uh, pitch competition. Ask your investors, they might know somebody, right? And yes, hackathon is a great, great place. But then the only thing that I worry about a hackathon is you don't have a personal reference. Does that make sense?
0: Actually, no, I did not quite catch that. Can you you explain that? What do you mean it doesn't have a personal reference?
1: So you go to a hackathon, right? And you basically see that somebody who's like a technical genius, and you'd be like, I would love to have this person on my team as my right. co-founder. Mm-hmm. So then it's, the way I look at it is it's almost like a marriage. You kind of want to make sure that your fundamentals are the same. You, your work styles are actually complementing each other. Um, you believe in the same vision. So it requires a lot of like, Reporting before you decide to commit.
0: Right, right. right.
1: Now, now, if you go to an investor and kind of say, hey, I'm looking for a technical, uh, you know, co-founder, do you have any recommendations? I'm assuming they already know you and they'll be like, you know what? I know this person. They would be perfect for you. You should meet kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Already you have somebody doing the matchmaking. So to me, it's almost like going on a blind date versus going, <laughs> being, <laughs> uh, you know, be being, it's a friend friend kind of a thing.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, friend of a friend, of course, is the best option always, and I always recommend it. But if you don't have that many friends, you know, hackathon is a good option. Yeah. Blind dates work oh, sometimes sure. too. <laughs> so <laughs> let's... I agree with you. Let's move on to the last question of today's episode, which is a call to action. What's that one thing that you would like the listener to do as soon as the episode is over?
1: Um, find the right mentor. I would say finding the right mentor who basically believes in your vision, follows, you know, follows through with their words, like with action, um, and then opens up their network to you. One of the things that you notice is, uh, at least in women of color, right? Like there are a lot of people who are happy to be a mentor, but then it 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 doesn't move anything from just a phone call, a conversation, you know, a few times a year. So you really want to find that right mentor who kind of follows through with action.
0: Right, that's and actually where would you recommend finding that mentor? Is it LinkedIn? Is it hackathons again? Or maybe some some specific events that you would recommend?
1: So uh, I don't, uh, personally, I don't know a lot of events per se, right? Um, I would, so LinkedIn for sure, like find somebody who you think. Sometimes your investors or people, um, you know, you, you're meeting with and while you're honing your pitch is good. Also, if you are in certain programs, um, you will meet. There are um, so, for example, if you are in TechStars, there there are mentors already identified, right? Um, or I don't know, you know, be creative. Like, put an ad on LinkedIn and say, I'm looking for a mentor <laughs> who's like this, 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 and this. Why not, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah right I'm not sure how well LinkedIn ads going to work I personally had a horrible experience with those but maybe it's just I'm a I'm a maybe I'm a I'm a bad uh what do you call it marketer yeah probably I am just bad marketer but actually <laughs> my personal recommendation for this one would be just go through um, fundraising radio category acquisitions those are all experienced founders who sold their companies in the past and I'm pretty sure some of them will be happy to work with you if you approach them in a proper way, okay? So just do that, keep reaching out to people even if my previous speakers will ignore you. <laughs> so just keep keep up, keep working, keep hustling as my previous uh, speaker said, and, and then it's gonna pay off. So we'll wrap it up on this positive note. Thanks a lot, Rishri, for coming up and for sharing your knowledge in this field. I think that was a pretty Thank inspiring you. and you know, fun episode, so thanks a lot for that.